Well, we read it. I'm your host, Maggie. And I'm your other host, Laura. And today we wrap up season two and our thoughts on Scott Westerfeld's Uglies trilogy and subsequent extras as a whole. This is a big deal. Like, we're at the end of season two already. End of season two, once you stick through this episode, we will tell you what book we're doing through season three. Honestly, my favorite part of the season is this, getting to talk about what we just did, and also talk about what's happening next, because I'm very excited for both of these things. It's been nice. It's been a great way to get back into reading and really stumble back into our youth. Yeah, and we also took, like, a, like, we took, like, a couple of weeks to just kind of, like, let this digest from, like, when we recorded our last episode, Mm -hmm. and now we can freely talk. About what we experienced. Yeah. (laughs) So we're hoping that you have listened to all of season two. If you haven't, Ugly's quick rundown. The people are ugly. They get a surgery at 16 to be pretty. And some of the people get to be special. And specials are the police. And the pretties are trying to liberate themselves. So that's about it. Honestly, it's a really good series. Like, as a whole, the trilogy is very, very good. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love the fact, reading this back, too, as adults, that you can understand the sort of, like, struggle for democracy and yeah. freedom that these people are going through. Yeah. No, and I remember I was uh, I was at the, the lake this weekend with some friends, and I was talking about, like, oh, I was like, you know, once I got, like, a little break from, like, reading all of these books, I was just like, cool, I'm not going to, like, read for a second. I, I, It's been nice to get to reading again, but, like, without the podcast, I was like, oh, I guess I'll just, like... Forced myself to read again, but then I was like, no, nah, I'm too busy. Yeah, um, that's fair. But then one of my one of our friends was like, oh yeah, you like oh like reading all those Garbo books, like garbage books. And I was like, actually, Uglies is not a garbage series. Like, I'll say that, like, right out. It's actually really good. Oh yeah. As opposed to like the click and yeah. I'm sure our next series, which yeah. will be fun, but also fun. a little bit of a train wreck. Yeah. Like a soap opera. Like that... a cute train wreck. Oh, like absolutely. a sexy train wreck. This one was very concise in world building, plot, here and there, I would say. Yeah. And also, I love any dystopian novel that can map socio-political problems yeah. over into it. Well, and I also think, like, that is a really good, uh, like, this is a good purpose of this podcast to show that, like, there are really good young adult novels and books. Like, they're not all just, oh my god, this is what I'm wearing and this is the boy I like. Here's all the stuff I have. <laughs> yeah, it's like her femininity wasn't defined by the men yeah. in it. Sometimes I feel like she was boxed in more than she needed to be. Yeah. But I mean, I've compared the two nonstop this season, but yeah. it does it does read a little bit like a Hunger Games. Yeah, it. it's like you know the sci-fi dystopian era of young adult novels. Um so, I don't even know where to begin with this, because there's just so much we could talk about. Yeah. And we, we've, we've done a really good job of kind of, like, summing up how we're feeling, you know, parts of the books that we thought lagged or maybe didn't need to be included. Mm-hmm. And I feel like maybe we should pick off, pick up where we left off with extras and kind of work our way backwards. I think that'd be good. Right? Because, like, I think, like, for me, extras was very jolting. Extras was very jolting. Because it felt so much like I was so... I was really invested in this world. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I was like, hell yeah, I'm excited to read about Tally's adventure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and then Extras is just like, womp, womp, womp. Yeah. I mean, whenever you pair survivalism with um, something that is 
really hyper-focused on looking at consumerism with a critical lens, it's always going to be good. And then extras just, it it missed the mark. No scope, no POV, no lens. Oh my god. It was, and I think like that was what we were all talking about so much where it was just like, what was the point of the book? I was like literally, like, what was the point of the book? <laughs> and it set it up in a way that was so good in mm-hmm. the sense of um, social media sort of is like, well, not really a meritocracy. I guess her brother got there to the top on yeah. it. But like, that's like the ranking system yeah. that we live by, mm-hmm. essentially, in terms of social clout. Um, and I, I thought that that would have been, it was set up well, but it just... Yeah. It when it got to the aliens, I was like, "This is too fishy." Like we were, like I agree. Like reading the first few, like 50, 70 pages, I was set up for a book I thought I was going to get, and then we got something completely different. Mm. Where I was like, "Oh, cool! This is going to be like girl gang. What's up? They ride trains. They're probably going to wind up in the woods again because they want to be like off the grid." And yeah. then we got aliens. Yeah. who shows up at the party at the end wearing his specially made sunglasses. Oh, God, that was so stupid. Jesus. And it felt like there, felt like there could have been a more succinct, like, um, transition over. Because essentially, yeah. all of the Uglies trilogy was, like, them destabilizing, like, capitalism. And it yeah. felt like they left with, like, a very socialist world in terms of we'll rebuild it together yeah and i loved in the beginning of extras i loved the fact that they were like well when you let people have the free will of the hole in the wall of just completely regenerating new and new things you have to put like a cap on it yeah and i guess it's still a comment on consumerism but yeah but like it's just so small but hardly a comment it's just an acknowledgement you really you really could have been critical of economics and a different form of economics. Where, and it's especially because it's like uglies, pretties, and specials felt so relevant. Yeah. Weirdly, way more relevant in 2021. You have said this before, and I'm curious your thoughts on why. Well, just because here's the thing, is like the existence of social media wasn't there in 2005. Yeah. Like Instagram didn't become popular until 2009. Like that's Mm -hmm. when that, like the app launched. So when we have this world where everything is guaranteed or, like, kind of uh, wrapped around everybody who is made pretty the same way mm-hmm. and how, uh, like, looks are so important and how we have these bubbly people who are very surface level, yeah. which is, that's the lens we get in social media. Everything is surface level. People are showing you the types of things they want to show you. Yeah. It's almost like the people on, like, Instagram influencers are bubbleheads. Oh, of course. Yeah, and, and it's like, we don't, that wasn't a thing, though, in 2005. No, and there's that whole Instagram face, too, yeah. and the idea of, like, like unfortunately, yeah. like, darkening your skin and to yeah. achieve, like, sort of, like, an ethnically ambiguous, but that's, yeah. like, a look and a genuine procedure people get. Exactly, like, people more and more are getting more, like, surgeries, which is, like, great for them, but it's, like, uh, are people doing it because they're truly doing it for themselves or because they feel like they have to please other people? That is true. And, I mean, there's different sections of the books in the terms of the uglies being also, mm-hmm. like, a police state. Yeah. And that... Which, control, again, feels more relevant then. <laughs> which feels very relevant. But not that it wasn't relevant then, but, like, especially with the current climate of everything, feels way more relevant. Oh, yeah, because everything finally has become... Um, not, well, I mean, I guess things have been exposed. Yeah. But 
people have been actually paying attention more because of cancel culture, which kind of, like, sucks yeah. that um, police brutality has to um, come to light yeah. against racial issues because yeah. of people are, like, nervous about their past being yeah. brought up. But it happened at some point, and, I mean, we don't live in a police state, but also... They are there to there. protect the corporate elite. So kind of, I do. Kind of, it's kind of a police state. And you know this this book is political and falling in line in the in the fact that fear is weaponized to control yeah. the society. And yeah, like again, like this isn't like you know this is it, 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 a base level. It's a book for teens. It's an easy read. Uh, it still it says a lot of things like on the nose. <laughs> it is, a, it's, but it's like the, yeah. well, it's for it's for people like I was like what thirteen when I read this. Oh, like, we, yeah, we could not understand. <laughs> like there, the it, there didn't need to be a ton of depth to it. Uh, I wonder if books like this and oh, I mean, obviously, I'm always gonna say Hunger Games in high school, but I wonder if it subconsciously kind of makes you understand the world or like see it a little bit. I don't know if. You could exercise that as a 13-year-old, but I wonder yeah. if it kind of, like, plants a seed in your brain. I, honestly, I've been going back and forth with this, too, because kind of, like, how we, like, I remember even when I was talking to Ellie about this when I initially approached her to, like, come do the last episode with us, uh-huh. and she was, like, uh, like, you know, like, I always thought, like, you know, I was, like, so, like, different because I was the girl who, like, read this series and it wasn't the most popular one and I do wonder if there was a weird seed, like, planted in everybody's brain to just be like, oh, there's more to life than being, like, the pretty popular girl. Because, like, at a base level, I feel like that's probably how I interpreted it at 13. Yeah. And, uh, but, like, now, like, looking back, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is, like, way more political than I remember. But, like, I knew jack's shit about politics when I was in middle school. Yeah, so you actually read it in middle school yeah. and read it now. I yeah. didn't. So I'm yeah. curious your thoughts of reading it then as a and in contrast to now. Yeah, see I remember I remember very much like I, I went to a very big school mm-hmm. and I was a big reader and other people were big readers. But I remember because everybody would like carry their books in between class and I always had like my book on top. Um, and I would see other people's, like, books that they were reading, and this was never one I saw on a lot of people's, like, mm-hmm. tops of books. Like, I definitely saw a lot of Hunger Games, lots of Harry Potters, Twilights, all those things. But I remember reading this and always wondering, like, more people should read this book because I, like, it read so well to me then. Like, I finished it so, so quickly. I was... I never reread it, though. I was, like, it was very much, like, a, I really liked this, and I went on to read, read other things. Um, How did specials sit with you then as a 13-year-old? Because I think the base plot yeah. of wanting to be pretty is so relatable when yeah. you in school. I remember... See, specials was the one I didn't remember the most. Okay. Because I think... And, and, like, when we were starting to reread these, I was like, I don't remember if she, like, chose to be special or, like, why she became special. In my head, I was like, I feel like Dr. Cable made her become special. Mm-hmm. Like, or for some reason. And that was kind of the case. Um... But, yeah, I remember Pretty sticking out the most in my head. Yeah. Because that was, I think, the most warping. Because that was just, like, the complete brainwashing of her brain. Yeah. Um, And specials, it was very much like, oh, shit. Like, this really went from, like, you know. Yeah. So, like, the, the little... A dynamite string slowly sparking down the line and then we finally got to like the big boom because it was just kind of like leading up to that mm-hmm. but yeah weirdly enough like specials probably is the one that sticks out to me most as an adult yeah but definitely not as a kid even though I really really liked 
reading it then. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I think special sticks out to me the most. I... I enjoyed Uglies when I read it, but it feels so far away that I don't really remember it anymore. Yeah, and I think there's something in me that it's like, I think because I liked Pretties so much when I read it back then, like there was something about me that really liked reading that one now. Yeah. Because I think it was also just like, because I also just remember that cutter scene just being so... Oh my god, yeah. ...gruesome and so terrible. Like I told you when we were doing that episode, I was like, Maggie, I remember this vividly I remember the image of them standing in the semicircle all wearing like white shirts and Shay like lifting up the knife and like the blood coming down yeah. and then like Zane and uh her just kind of like watching being like what the fuck when I when I reiterated that book to people who had read it they also were like oh my god I yeah. remember that you, it's so it's very hard I think for books uh from the young adult era uh, have these scenes that stick out to us so, so much. Yeah. Uh, and this was definitely one of them. Well, that's also another hard thing to put on a teenager reading this. But, yeah. like, now I had um, apprehensions about that. And then in the end, that whole sort of just, like, fueled by anger, but out of, like, a place that almost felt like anxiety, like, the need to control. Yeah. It felt very relatable, the fact that they yeah. were self-harming. And yeah. that's a really hard topic to do well. And I... I and handle with caution. Yeah, and and it, it was so interesting to read something that wasn't glorifying it in any way. No, yeah. And was it had a very nuanced approach to self-harm. Yeah, it was just another means of escape yeah. for them. And yeah, but it, and it was so I think refreshing to be like it wasn't like the main thing. I also think that this is so relevant today and yeah. I mean like you know, we just watched Bo Burnham's Inside oh, last night. Oh my god, yeah. But the fact that Pretties was just like such a constant Almost like an overbearing understanding of how society works yeah. and feeling so little, like you can't do anything mm-hmm. about it. And that whole fear about it feels yeah. so much more visceral. And maybe it's because we have access to literally everything, every single bit of information. Yeah. But that book feels so much more relevant right? today in our like later 20s because it's like, wow, it, it really does feel hope, hopeless. And yeah. reading that, you feel... Hopeful, because you're like, okay, well, one person is the face of a revolution. You know, like, yeah. Hampton says, you can't jail a revolution. Yeah. But, I mean, that that sticks out a lot yeah. in this book, that I think I, I can follow your logic on why it right? feels very And relevant. maybe Bo Burnham is our talent young blood. Oh, my God. He, yeah, he can do <laughs> in whatever. In this paper, I will. <laughs> I mean, he captured the the sense of complete dread and being like, what can we do? The, on a, the, he does really well, a similarity between the two, he does really well capture the, I am in a position that I was not expecting to be in, and I can help people going through what I'm exactly going through, even though I'm not happy about it 100% of the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was so... Yeah, and Tally's yeah. sort of a martyr in that Yeah, way, exactly. Like, Tally didn't want to be this, but here here we are. She was that. I know. Um, fuck. And we... I, okay, I want to loop back to this, because I think this is going to be so interesting, and I would love to hear what you have to say. We okay. talked a lot about, about, like, things we wanted to happen, yada, 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 things we wish didn't happen. 
Uh, and I guess I would love to, because, like, I think we both agree, extras wasn't what we wanted. Um, but I guess I've been thinking a lot about, like, what would have been a better extras? That's where I thought you were going with this question. And that would be a great question. Because I don't, I don't really want a follow-up in the sense of following Tally. I don't want to follow Tally, but it's like, there's, we were introduced to so many other characters. Yeah. That I was like, I would have loved... We could have even gotten, like, a Shay yeah. edition. Exactly. Like, I would have loved something with what is what Shay's doing in Diego. I would have loved a Shay prequel, whether it's, like, her and Zane thinking about going to the smoke for the first time. Honestly, I think that following Shay would have been... And, well, you always wanted a Dr. Cable. Book. Yeah, I think that's the fan fiction I want to write for my you other should. podcast. That would be really interesting. Yeah, because it's like, for me, Dr. Cable is a haunting character, and I will defend that till the day I die. I would love to know how she was pressured, or maybe voluntarily into special Exactly, like, I think Dr. Cable's a fascinating character, because now knowing what happened to Tally, I, like, we have to wonder, did Dr. Cable have a similar path? Yeah, because she approached her after that party that one time and was sort of like, you know, I was rebellious. I was the same as you. So was it a other subdued way of trying to control her? Exactly. What did, like, what what did Dr. Cable do? I don't know. Probably some cool shit. I'm sure. And I'm also sure that, and this also felt like in Pretties after she got a little taste of the new smoke, like, you, you fall back into the comfort of being like, I've been a part of this working system for so long that I feel like yeah. I can't escape it. So maybe Dr. Cable just, like, moved up the ranks because yeah. she's like, this is this is the only system I know. Yeah. And also, I mean, you can benefit in it probably, obviously. Yeah, she probably gets paid super well. Probably. Um, what would happen if it was, like, a Paris story? <laughs> Well, Scott Westerfeld did just tweet that it was his birthday. You oh, yeah, I sent you that. And there's no evidence in there. I don't know. Maybe the picture was bigger than the screenshot I sent you. I was just like, oh, this notification popped up on my phone. I should send it to you. Um, Scott. Oh, yeah, I guess something I still am trying to wrap my head around, and I wonder if you feel the same way, is Paris was set up to be such a big character. Oh, my God, I know. The first 11 pages, I was already projecting. I was like, they are going to fuck. Um, I thought so, too. And they didn't. They and, didn't. And then I was like, well, he'll like, maybe he'll somehow be at the smoke. And then he wasn't. Fausto was a bigger character than Yeah, him. and honestly, Fausto is our favorite character. So, like, I'm not mad. I do love this bit. That he is our favorite character. I, why wouldn't he be our favorite he, character? That he doesn't say anything. He rewired all the hoverboards in uh, Pretties. He's so talented. That is true. He, and yeah. plus he's... Maybe we could get Shay and Fausto's love story. I keep that's a good fan. that. That's a good fan fiction you should write, and then we should do a fan fiction exchange. A fan fiction exchange? <laughs> we go in blind. It's like our vows. We're yeah. Like, okay. Oh my God, I go, okay, I'm going to read mine now. And then you go, that was beautiful. And then that's you go, okay, I'm going to read mine, mine now. now. I would, I mean, I've been thinking about it, so. Uh, so maybe we should. We should do a fan fiction exchange, uh, Vows Edition. Vows Edition. I love that. I think we're doing this. We've agreed on air, so it literally has to happen, or else the fans are going to uh, DM even, us. They're going to finally email us force. to be like, they're gonna grab what is going on with their fan fiction? We are just dying for an email. 
I, I everybody, Maggie and Laura, Laura present, present at, at gmail.com. Gmail we would love an email. So easy to pull out. So easy to pull out. Send something um, ominous too. Yeah. I need some spice. I would love for just send uh life. send like look behind you and like we'll just we'll be, we'll know. Well, no. Yeah, if you could Photoshop a photo of me sleeping so I feel the genuine fears yeah. that are in my apartment. And then Photoshop that same picture of Maggie sleeping, uh, but then put my face over Maggie's face. Yeah, and then could I be a smaller little goblin perched on top of Laura's head? I'm like a yeah. small to sort of situation. And then I want to be a wizard that's standing up with my arms up like I'm on a roller coaster. Like Frizzo? Uh, yeah, like Frizzo, uh, saying like my arms are up on a roller coaster just in the corner of the room, having the best time. I like That's a good image. Gone. It's a good image. That is a good image. <laughs> uh, shoot, I feel like I had a place where I was going to go. Um, I think, well, something going back to even further to when we did this for the click, uh, we had a really long conversation about why that book couldn't exist today. Oh, it was so offensive. It was so offensive. It couldn't hold up. And I remember when we started this, I was like, are we about to, what, what offensive things are we about to get into? Yeah. Um, and the only really big notable thing that I found was the drop of the R word in pretty. I was going to say, I thought that they did at one point. Yeah, and I texted you about it being like, hey, oh, and I was like, okay, well, we made it through a whole, like, book of, like, not being offensive. It goes in line with their train of thought. Yeah. And their point of view. Still, uh, still, we're, we're not to be tossed around. But yeah. at least it was not as bad as The Click to the point that Lisey Harrison had to write a disclaimer. Like, this is my last book because... You know, times are changing, and you can't say these things. And I was just like, yay, yay, yay. Um, but yeah, I guess that was also something that was super fun to, like, read a book from my past that felt just like, oh, cool, this, like, really still holds up. I had a great time reading it. Yeah. And this was, like, still a really cool adventure to go on with my best pal, Maggie. I know. And the fact that they're making it into production... And McGee is producing it, my my guy. It'll be it'll be very exciting to watch. I'm excited for this also because I remember when I first finished this trilogy as a youngin, I remember like Googling it because I was like, it read this series does read like a movie. It reads very much like you can see it so visually. Oh, I can visualize everything. When Diego, when the tower yeah, is down. Yeah, exactly. And so I remember being like, this would make a really great like movie. And like Fox had the rights for a movie for a really long time. Oh, really? Yeah. And like it was apparently like in pre-production for forever. Never went, uh, came through. And then it just kind of like fell apart. And now here we are. And it's actually being like made against by a different company who now bought the rights. I wonder how they picked that up or found it to pick up. Like, especially now. I'm, I, well, I mean, I guess, I, I think especially because so many places are looking for books that have, you know, a fan base. There are literally so many comic books, I was thinking about yeah. writing about this, that are getting picked up right now. Well, that's the same thing with, like, Bridgerton. Like, that's a book series that came out, like, a while ago. <laughs> and the ones that, especially in line with, like, Uglies, and I wonder if it's just a common theme or if it's me being neurotic. Yeah. Like, Sweet Tooth just came out. Yeah. Paper Girls is coming out. Why the Last Man? They're all post-apocalyptic ones. And, I mean, we see those a ton all the time. Yeah. But it seems like a very common theme right now, and I am scared. Yeah, I guess it is weird for... the Like, there is, like, a subgenre of young adult that is dystopian, sci-fi, 
end of the world post-apocalypse. Like that is the bridge, Hunger Games, Uglies, the 100. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's, it's weird that there's like the pretty girl books and then there's like the sci-fi girl books. Like that is the two branches oh my God, there is. of young adult. That's it. Everything <laughs> else falls in between, but those yeah. are Yeah. Oh, and then uh, John Green is like in a little bubble over here because he's like young adult, but he doesn't quite fall into sci-fi or pretty girl. He's like yeah. normal. Normies. Absolutely. But like really good. Um, hit or miss. Uh, hit or miss. Because Abundance of Catherine's not good. Fun Our Stars, Looking for Alaska, amazing. But that's a whole, that's another, that's another season. I like Looking for Alaska. That was <laughs> I, good. Yeah. Um, shoot, where was it going? So yeah, those are the two branches. Um, and I feel like more so, I feel like almost they went through all the pretty girl books and now they're like, I guess we'll get all these sci-fi ones out of the way. I guess we'll get... They did Gossip Girl. They did Pretty Little Liars. Like, yeah. what What else are they going to do? <laughs> I mean, too, obviously it feels post-apocalyptic right now, but it is a time where it's like, these are all, I mean, they're all like liberation books. Too. Yeah. Not really Paper Girls, but like this one, for sure. Yeah. And there's a lot to be said in terms of um, how we have fucked up egregiously. Yeah. In general. Like, to the point, like, Biden is straight up going to different countries for the next week to, like, uh, kind of settle differences that the past four years of presidency yeah. has really fucked up. Yeah. Um, But it feels like these books getting made into, you know, movies will be... I think a good a good thing for us yeah. to see. I'm hoping. Like I hope yeah. they hold up, and I think that they will. Yeah, I just hope they do it well. Like I, I hope, hope so too. Because like my biggest fear is like Tally's gonna be a hard character to write for yes. for script for like television. Because in a book we understand, oh she's ugly, naive, doesn't know a lot, yeah. starts to learn, but fucks up along the way, mm-hmm. uh, brainwashed. Yeah. Has to kind of adjust with realizing that she was a different person before that. Gets yeah. brainwashed again. Is a vicious person who's acting out but not quite understanding why they're acting out. Exactly. How are you going to transfer that from page to the screen without, like, narrative voiceovers? Exactly. I am, I don't know. I mean, then they could do narrative voiceovers, which feels very much like something I can see them doing. I mean, she had her fucking manifesto at the end. She yeah, I, I can honestly see it, and I bet they will. I'm just very worried that they're going to go from, like, uh, they might get rid of the completely naive Tally and make her a cool girl... And then, you know, she's unsure about going to the smoke, but then she does. Yeah. But then, and then she turns pretty, and then she's just, like, a huge, badass, like, angry special, but we never understand why she's angry. And I'm like, that is so important to Tally's character. Exactly. Because yeah. when we started off specials, I hated her. She was the worst, but we understood why she was the worst. We understood because we could get insight into her train of thought, and yeah. a lot of the time, you can't. I mean, you can do it in movies if it's done well, but a lot of her point of view, it switches every book. Yeah. And it has to be pretty well laid out. Yeah. And I feel like with movies, it's all the small things, you know? Yeah. Oh, maybe like how she touches and how she like looks at someone differently. Yeah. But you really got to humanize her when we get to specials. God. Because fucking hell, she sucks. And I, yeah, I'm very worried because there's a lot of action in these books. I'm worried they're going to focus so much on the action and like the bells and whistles. Yeah. That we're going to kind of uh, throw away character. And I'm worried, I'm worried they're not going to make Shay 
what I want her to be. Because <laughs> she's also a hard character to nail down. She is very, I don't know, easy to empathize with, but also yeah. a villain. Yeah, but like, all she's villains are. But she's not a villain of her own accord. No. Her own making. She's yeah. a brainwashed villain. The same with Tally. Brainwashed martyr. <laughs> oh, can we talk about how weird Shay and Tally's relationship was in extras? Yeah. I did not like I, that. And I said this where I was like, this felt like just a caricature. Because yes. it felt like they were in such a, a different place at the end of specials. And then to get to extras and them being like, oh, well, we just fight all the time and that's just what we do. Like, it was, like, it was, like, humorous. All of, we had to just completely rely on their dialogue and it was all heck. It was just, it was just so fluffy and gross. I hated it. (laughs) I hated it so much. I wanted to throw that book so many, so many places. I just want to throw it at people, at things, at walls, in trash cans. Yeah. It really does suck, too, because they are, their relation, their friendship is, like, at the core of each book. That they yeah. only got a month to develop that relationship before they were thrown into all this shit. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it essentially is trauma bonding as yeah. friends. But it never gets, like, flushed. Their friendship doesn't have enough, like, of a base to, like, go off of. That yeah. Just, and then it's thrown into flux. Yeah. And at the end of specials, I felt like we were really in, like, they start... I, the the message I got was that they had understood the things they'd both been through. Yeah. And while they weren't going to keep, like, you know, doing things as a pair, they were still going to, like, respect each other. Yeah. And keep in touch as necessary. Yeah, kind of like Kind of like when you move away from your, like, hometown, you have, like, your high school friend that you hit up every now and again. Oh, yeah. For yeah. sure. Um, like Speaking before, of yeah. the end, God, I know we went into it a bit, yeah. but we were like, we'll save it for this. Yeah, yeah we have to. We David have and Tally. <sighs> wow. And we, okay, and we have to break down. We went on a journey with this because we were so Team David. Yep. All through uglies, all through, all through pretties. Suddenly specials hits and we're like, oh my God, we love Zane. Yeah. And then David shows up and we're like, fuck David. It was a shift. There wasn't, and it wasn't gradual. Is like what was so was weird. And we, and we both felt it. We both very abruptly messaged each other being like, I love Zane. Yeah. Yeah. It was <laughs> like, so It was abrupt. so weird. It was so weird to go through that. And I still stand by it. Oh, for sure. And then when she gets with David at the end, it's just such a throwaway. It, it is. It hurt. It, like, it hurt his character development and obviously hers. Yeah. Because she is such an independent person. And like we said, she needs to hang out on her own and figure her shit out. She needs to go to the therapist from Pretties. Who gave her free cookies. Who gave her free cookies and work her shit out. Yeah. She also needs to get the, the, the chip out of her brain. Oh, my God. She still she, has it in there. Didn't she decide to keep it in there? Yeah, she's she like, was like, I'm changed. And then we're like, no, you're not. And then an extra, she's like, I'm not changed. And I struggle with this every day. And we're like, yeah, get it taken out. Yeah, could you imagine uh, your neurological balance just being such an easy answer is take it out. If you yeah. had that and you had that as an option, shit, I would jump That's, at it. It almost, it comes across as um, she wants to be the victim. <laughs> Okay, we don't victim blame in this house, but also... But also, it's like, it's coming across as, I am keeping this to use as a weapon. Yeah, she's so stubborn. It's like, okay, Miss Taurus, just give it up. 
Exactly. It's just like, I don't, it's like, okay, I don't want to change my body because somebody else, you know, made me. And it's like, okay, so you're keeping what they made you into? Okay, wait, you bring up a great point because Dr. Cable does everything in her own self-interest, stops this whole war, fucks it up, and tells Tally, stay this way because you are the last of my kind. And if someone that fucking evil was like, you can remain a weapon, wouldn't you be like, no. For the better of humanity. And instead, she has this weird kind of power control issue. And she's like, we will be watching. Me and David. Me and my little. So no. Her and her, her little soy simp. boy. <laughs> yeah. What's he going to do? Soy boy simp. It's like, if you really want peace, would you not get that yeah. taken out of your brain? Exactly. And it's just like, either we should have doubled down and made Tally mega villain and extras. That would have been dope. Or... Or get it taken out. Like, you can't have the martyr who's still, like, I'm just an angry person because my brain is still fucked up. Yeah. You can't have that. She still has the autonomy, and it would have made so much more sense for her character to get it taken out at the end. To have the autonomy to even say, like, I just want to go back to the way I was. Exactly. A year ago. And just, that would have been so much more powerful. Absolutely. And instead, she's like, no, I want to physically suffer because... I mean, it's it's a way of becoming the people that she hated. She yeah. will always retain power over people. And if she snaps, everyone's fucked. Right? Like, yeah. it's just, it, it's stupid. I... And, like, yeah. again, it was just, and also it felt just to be, like, to have her just go off with David. I would have rather had her go off with Paris at the end. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Paris is not a character, and I would have been happier if she was, like, Paris and I always had feelings for each other. I'd be like, okay, sure. <laughs> yeah. They really fleshed out David just to throw him away in the last two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it just feels like suddenly, and it also just kind of felt like suddenly her entire journey was just boiled down to like, well, I'm going to run away with this guy. I know. And it just felt like we weren't, we weren't set up for that. All we wanted at the end was Tally to change back on her own autonomy and Shay and Fosto to fuck. I mean, yeah, exactly. Not to hit the nail on the head, but how's a male author going to know that if a teenager in middle school were to read that the woman ends up alone, that might have been more powerful for us? It's the same way I felt at the end of Hunger Games. Yeah. Oh my God, why did they do this to us? She didn't... Okay, here's the thing. And I... And we will get to that. I will get to it. Always Team PETA. I get it. Trauma bonding. Loved it. But... Could why do they always have to end up like, like why why can't they be happy alone? Know that maybe it's just left alone. Whenever we get famous and inevitably dive into the world of young adult novels, like Hilary Duff and Tyra Banks before us, yes, um, we're going to write possibly a trilogy or a series where the somebody ends up alone and is happy and content with it. Because I think so. We need to teach that. To yeah. the people. We need to normalize being happy alone before yeah. you can be happy with others. If you don't want to fucking normalize not getting married and not having kids. Oh my god, please. And normalize uh, not running into the woods away with your weapon machine body and your simp soybean boy. Yeah. Because you're lonely? Exactly. <laughs> don't backslide. Exactly. Because you're lonely. What are you... Well, I guess she's 20. I was going to say 20. Yeah. Well, at the end of special, she was only like 17, maybe. I thought she was 20. I thought it was three years. Well, extras. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Special seven. Got it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I guess. Plus, she doesn't really have parents. So where would you? Where's your comfort? Yeah. She never said goodbye to her parents. Can we talk about that? 
I know. We met them once. Was yeah. that Saul? Saul and Ellie? Oh. Yeah. She never said goodbye to them. No? She didn't give a fuck. She was like, bye. Bye, parents. Bye. bye. I have to go save the world, actually. <laughs> I want the, the fourth companion book to the series of extras to be Saul and Ellie being like, well, I'm sure she'll come home next Christmas. <laughs> Oh, that'd be so sad. But, like, they're happy about it because they're brainwashed. They're just, like, very content with their lives. Oh, that is fair. Yeah, they did kind of seem like condescending parents, the one page In my head, I thought it was going to be revealed that, like, all of the humans in this book are raised in test tubes. That's kind of cool. And, like, like it was almost like you just, like, get, get a kid at your doorstep and they're like, great, you just raise them. And, like... It didn't feel... It did feel like their parents were disconnected. Right? Because... Oh, my God. You're not wrong. Because David's parents... He was, like, a product of them conceiving him. How the fuck did they get these kids? Dude, like, yeah. Do they conceive in Ugly's world is something I want to know. Scott Westerfeld, you've retweeted us. Please at us. Or are they all just, like, walking IUDs? Because that'd be pretty fucking cool. That would be pretty cool. Do you think they can still catch STIs in Pretty Town? I feel like they would have eradicated them. You know, yeah. Because they talked about how, like, Pretty's immune systems, like, never get sick except for the hangovers. That's pretty dope. You could fuck everyone without a condom. Right? Oh, my God. That'd be so nice. What I really want, though, is I want their, like, teeth that never get cavities or fall out. Like, titanium teeth. You would save so much on, like... You would never have to go to the dentist. Literally, root canals are, like, $1,400. And painful. And painful. I've never had one, but I know I'm going to need one one day. My dentist told me so. (laughs) Well, I was just going to say, could you still die? But that's kind of a stupid question. You can probably still die. What, in Ugly's world? Yeah. I can still die. Uh, In Ugly's world... You... I can't? You can't. You're you're immortal. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Okay. I, oh, that's great. Um, but, no, they kind of talked about this in extras where there was, like, a, a conspiracy that... Oh, the Crumblies were trying to live that, forever. Like, no, that, like, do, yeah, Crumblies were getting surgeries to live forever and doctors were trying to, like, off them to for population control, which, again, would have been a way better book. Yeah. That would have been... <laughs> Instead of... That would have been really cool. Right? Instead of Uglies, Pretties, Specials, Extras... Uglies, pretty, specials, crumblies. Yeah, because then you could have talked about the whole excess that they were talking about in terms of, oh, we had to kind of figure out a way to regulate the society because yeah. they had everything they wanted. Yeah. And what do what is it like when you have everything you want? Damn. Shit, we'll never know. We'll never know. No! <laughs> oh, geez. Unless we become billionaires. Oh, and we will. Let's turn I'm Patreon. It. It's a social yeah. experiment. For a dollar a month, you can help us become billionaires. billionaires. <laughs> We'd probably get there in our six. If we invested it correctly, maybe. Honestly, my socks are up right now. Mine are all over the place right now. Have you invested in AMC? No. Okay. I've heard it's doing well right now. It's doing really well. Yeah. Um. But, shoot. Where do we want to go from here? I don't know. I feel like we're reaching the end of our discussion. I feel like, too. I will, I maybe just, like, parting thoughts on the book. Yeah. I will say I think it is a great illustration of, like, a timeless novel because this yeah. can be mapped over from society to society. Yeah. We're never going to break the sort of cycle of control, looking for liberation, mm-hmm. revolution, it's, it's always going to be a thing. It's always balance of power and yeah. struggle for it. Exactly. And I'm going to stand by that, especially in knowing that this book was written before social media truly existed the way it does now. I feel like this book is 
so much more relevant yeah. in our world now where people are always, you know, being seen and always only showing you like their surface levels and we have Instagram face and, you know, this world where we tell you that you are not as good enough, good enough the way you are born and you have to alter yourself either by working out or doing this or doing that. Exactly. Like, it's just, everyone, it's so good. Everyone will call millennials or Gen Z, like, arrogant as if we were born into it, but it's literally just cultivated. Yeah, and it's just, like, your parents are the ones who gave you the phones. Like, it's not your fault. It's your parents. Yeah. It's the same thing when, like, um, the generation above us was, like, mad at millennials because they got the participation trophies, and it was like, you guys made the participation trophies. Like, yeah. a seven-year-old didn't come up with that concept. No. Yeah, and it's just, like older generations get mad for what they created. <laughs> yeah, he really predicted and mapped out um, the way of hell that it is yeah. now. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. That's it. That's it. That's the that's the closing statement. We read <laughs> yeah. Scott Westerfeld mapped out the hell we live now. Well... About 15 years ago. <laughs> I do love that. And on that note, I guess, should we reveal the book series we're reading for season three? We absolutely should. Dear listeners, we're really excited that you've been on this journey with us. Yeah. And now is it, now is it, we're doing another big shift. Yep. We are going to be reading the private series. By Kate Bryan. I do not know if any of you have read this. Maggie and I both dabbled in this series. Yes. Um, I got farther than I You think got farther than me. I expected. And I was posting on Reddit to get feelers out if people were interested in this. Yeah. And someone may have dropped that there might be an incest storyline. Oh, no. So I am very curious to get to I'm that. really excited. I think I read the first eight books. Okay. I'm really excited for this because I also know... There's sex in these books. Yes, finally. And we've been waiting for that. Yes. Uh, because... <laughs> me and Maggie, your horniest podcast host. Yes, drop a review that we are the horniest podcast out there. But, like, come on. We were horny at 14, and we're horny exactly. at 27. So we are ready for sex books. We are ready for sex books. Uh, and I'm also really excited because I remember this being, like, so scandalous. I know! Uh, so I, I'm really excited to see... I do think this book might just, like teeter on probably some very offensive things. Oh, uh, um, absolutely. I think this book came out in, like, what, like, 2008, I want to say? I'm sure... Oh, it also, it came out in, like, 2005. I'm sure horror will be dropped offensively so much, but also Cardi B and Megan Stallion are taking back horror, so... That's true. So, horror is an affectionate term, depending on how you use it. 2006 is when this book came out. I, yep. Um, I'm excited. I'm really excited for this journey. I think we have. I, th- I think it's about fourteen books again. Okay, nice. Um, so it's gonna be. It'll a, go faster than the it's, click. It's gonna go. Because there's sex. Anything will go faster than the click once, and especially if there's sex involved. Yippee! That's what they should put on the cover of the private. Is this goes way faster than the click, especially because there's sex involved. That's the slogan. That's the that's the you know private colon. And then it says, by Kate Bryan, the there's horniest a, author in the world. There's also, excitingly, murder. There is murder. Ah! Oh, I'm so excited. There was also a web series. That what? was, uh, they made, like, a web series on, like, the, um, whatever publishing company, I think, Simon Pulse's website. Oh. They had a web series. Court Overstreet from Glee was in it. Interesting. Yeah. I, th- I wonder if we can dig it up at some point. That'd so be, it'd be really interesting to watch. I would be interested in Um... But yeah, okay, we're really excited. We're going to go get reading. Yep. Uh, we must simply remind you to rate and review this podcast. Oh, um, yes. If, simply too. if you could. We would love it. 
Uh, we also, uh, you should follow us, Maggie and Laura, on Instagram and on TikTok. Yeah, yeah, we read it on Twitter. Yep, we're, you know, TikTok and Twitter, we um, took it's a hiatus. A, it's a slow burn is what we call it. We got it. really excited, um, but, you know, we are always lurking. Uh, <laughs> we're always lurking. We're cooking up some good things. You're not going to see us for a couple of weeks. This is the first time this has happened yep. since we started this podcast in, well, October is when we released. So this is our first time we're taking just a few weeks off. So you, you should be subscribed to us so you know exactly when we're coming back. Yeah, we're going to build up the hype, uh, recommend your friends, and then we're going to come in fucking hot. We're coming in for, like, hot snack girl summer. It is going to be a thirsty podcast. Oh, thank God we're reading horny books for summer. Oh, my God. Could you imagine if we didn't? I'm so We planned this well subconsciously. I agree. Um, but, yeah, that's going to be us uh, for this episode. Any closing thoughts, Maggie? No, I am just so excited to hang out with you this summer and go out and also read sexy books. I'm so excited that the pandemic is ending and we can go get drunk on weekends and then also do this podcast together. I know, I'm literally hydrating right now from Saturday. (laughs) And on that, we would love to remind you guys to hydrate from your Saturday nights as well. Yeah! On this lovely Wednesday that you're listening to us, or whatever day you're listening to us. And thank you guys for listening. Goodbye! You were just listening to an Audiment podcast.